Welcome to a new edition of the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino. On this episode, we talk with entrepreneur and success coach Nancy Abramson. She spent decades in corporate accounting, working crazy hours, living for vacations, and doing what was expected. When she started her own business with freedom over her time, she was never happier, and she wants others to have that as well. She is passionate about helping small business owners grow their businesses while also having freedom with more fun to love their lives. We get into quite a bit. Enjoy this interview. So first and foremost, thanks for taking a minute out. And as I mentioned, one of the most tumultuous things I think we've all lived through is this pandemic for the last couple of years. It really threw everything upside down. And I'm wondering how you survived it and how it subsequently has changed the way that you live your life and you conduct business. That is a great question. And in some ways, it was a gift for me that up until, so before COVID, I was running around a lot. I was doing a lot of networking and I was running from meeting to meeting and my, and I like being busy because I do like being busy and I've always, I always have a very full schedule until I need to just totally decompress and take a vacation or take a day off and it's, uh, I tend to be an all or nothing kind of girl often and I've been learning how to manage so it's not so all or nothing but certainly before covid it was definitely all or nothing run 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 I if I had a meeting on the other side of town it's okay who else can I see while I'm over there and meetings in my Starbucks office while uh, to maximize my time and when covid happened and the world shut down it forced me to stay still and stay home. And when everything slowed down, I looked at my business and I took the time to learn the skills that I was weakest in, like my marketing. And I implemented new systems for my business, the, for the business that I was growing into and for the larger business instead of having the systems I was making do with now. And it, it actually gave me the time to stop and reflect and see what I needed to put in. And I ended up getting more clients during COVID. And it actually, there were a lot of blessings and gifts that came out of it for me. So to get a better handle on exactly what you do, I want to put you in front of a bunch of grade school kids, let's say fourth graders at a career day. And one of the kids looks up at you and says, what is it that you do for a living how do you answer them? What I do for a living is I help small business owners, so people that are either they work by themselves for themselves or they have just um, up to 10 employees, and I help them grow their businesses so that they make a lot more money, but they do it in a way that they have freedom with their time so that they have lives they love now, not sometime later. Because when I was working in the corporate world, I was waiting for later. I would enjoy living for the, the vacations, living for when I was going to retire or when I was going to slow down and love my life sometime later. And now things are different and I love my life now. I love what I do and I want everybody else to have that as well. And that's such an interesting concept to me because most of the world runs and runs 
and tries to survive. And they don't, it almost feels as though I think for a lot of people that that doesn't seem like it's attainable. How do you take that mindset and totally like reverse everything that you think and 360 into this new mindset? How, what, what's kind of the key to that? You are absolutely right. I mean, I grew up in New York. So I was working until 9, 10, 11 o'clock at night, most nights, doing what was expected of me and didn't think that there was any other way. Like I just was doing what I thought I was expected to do and what everybody around me was doing. And I wasn't upset about it. I wasn't depressed about it, but I was definitely very numb about it. Like just hitting snooze several times, just dragging myself to work sometimes and just being tired. But that's just what was expected of me. That's the way I was raised. And when I, so I was the CFO of a business. I helped them get sold for millions of dollars, very successful in that. And that was the time when I really took, that was the first time where I really took time off. I was burnt out reflecting on what I want. And my brother and sister-in-law just had their first child, so I was able to take some time off and be with them. And my, I started a business working for myself. And when my sister-in-law would come into the city, she had a chiropractor appointment, I would work in the morning, I would put everything down, run over, meet her, I would walk around with my niece in the stroller for an hour. The three of us would have lunch and then she'd go back home and I'd go back to work. And I didn't know life could be that great. I didn't know. And then it was like, oh my God, this is so great. And I could love what I do. I was making money doing something that I love. And I had control over my calendar. And so I want everybody to have that. So the first thing is to know that it's possible. So it is possible. And then I teach a lot of uh, time management skills, like making sure that you schedule time for yourself. It's like most people will be at the mercy of others. So like somebody calls, you want setting up an appointment, I need you to do this. Okay, filling in for everybody else on the calendar. And then by the time they finally get home, maybe they're home late, maybe they've missed the family dinner or they get home just in time and then they go back into the office to catch up on the work that hasn't been done. So I teach my clients, you know, you get to control how you fill your calendar. Like I, like, I like doing jigsaw puzzles. So think of your time as a jigsaw puzzle. You know, if when you pull the puzzle out of the box, I, I always start with a border first, and then I look at a big box full of pieces. I'm like, how is all of that going to fit in? And then you fit in the rest of the pieces. So my day is like a jigsaw puzzle, and we have 24 hours. I keep trying to figure out how I could get more than 24 hours. But so far, as of now, it's still a fixed container, you have the same 24 hours that I do. So now you get to decide how you're filling those 24 hours. And I start off by scheduling the, you know, you need time to sleep, 
And I tell them, schedule everything, whatever is important to you. If working out is important, schedule it. Family time, schedule it. Date night, schedule it. And put it in the calendar. Put it in realistically because, like, a lot of times, like, you'll put in the meeting. I have a meeting from 12 to 1. Put it in on my calendar, 12 to 1. But if you have to prep for it or if you want to make notes afterwards, then you want to schedule those buffer times too or time to commute. If you're driving to the place, you need to make sure that that's included in what you're putting on the calendar because a lot of people don't do that and then everything starts slipping and sliding and then you're back to coming home late. If you're going to the gym, schedule the time to, to shower if you're planning on it. And I do encourage that, by the way. But meditation, if it's important, schedule it. But then honor those appointments as much as you would honor it if it was an appointment with somebody else. And if an emergency comes up, then reschedule it. Okay, I need to handle this now, but when am I going to do it? Because I need to reschedule and take care of that. So as difficult as it can be, it's really just about kind of rearranging the way that you approach things. If you go under the guise that this is going to work and you just rearrange your approach, that's it. It's like a habit. Like after 90 days, Absolutely. it's that kind of mentality. Well, we often discount and devalue our own time and for ourselves. Well, that's two things. So one, we discount our time. And I learned that lesson. I, I had to be hit over the head with it a couple of times before I really learned the lesson. I don't want to pay somebody else to do it. I'll do it myself. I can do it myself. Why should I don't want to pay you to do it? So I put a, a stronger value on money than I did on my time. So I would end up doing it, and I could figure it out, and I would do it on my own. But it would take me twice as much time or sometimes longer than it would have taken somebody that was proficient or an expert in it to do it. And if they did that, I could have done revenue-producing activities and made more money doing the thing that I'm great at instead of struggling along trying to figure it out myself. So we often devalue ourselves but we and our time. And then there's also the, yeah... Do I really need to go to the gym? This Somebody needs me to do something. Somebody wants me to do that. All right, uh, I'll just not go to the gym today. And then once you break that habit, it's so easy to not go tomorrow. And then you beat yourself up because you're cranky and maybe you're not feeling as energetic or the weight is coming up, but you sacrifice yourself for other people. So you get to choose how you want to live your life and how you want to live your day. So... If you're doing something that you're not enjoying, then let's look at that and figure out what can you be doing that you enjoy. And if you're doing something you enjoy but you're not having fun because you're overworking and you're overwhelmed, then let's reschedule how you work in the day. Was it? Um, uh, I think it was Eisenhower's quote, don't make somebody else's emergency your urgency or somebody else's urgency you are I forget how it was, but just because somebody else is, you know, screaming that needs to be done doesn't necessarily mean I need to do it right now. I was the CF, um, I was the assistant director of finance for a company, 
and I was working 9, 10, 11 o'clock at night, everything, you know, so many responsibilities, so much work to be done, and I just couldn't get ahead. And then I broke a disc in my neck, and that that was a bad one. And when I came back after, and I had surgery and everything is fine. They took the piece that broke off of the disc. They took it. He took it out. The guy was amazing. Everything is great. So no need to be concerned. And the lesson I learned when I came back after six weeks of disability, all of those emergencies and things that were critical had to be done right away. But still they're waiting for me when I came back. And I learned how to say no but I learned how to say no respectfully so that I got to leave work at decent hours, like 5, 6 o'clock at night every night, and nobody was upset with me. So the way to say no in an effective way, because it was my boss. I didn't think I could say no. So when somebody asks you to do something, first, respond positively. I would love to, yes, you know, I could help, and then you could renegotiate. And I can't do it right now, or I have this, this, and this that I'm working on. I need help prioritizing. I'm dealing with all of this. What? How can we make this possible? Because I can only do, you know, one thing at a time. And then she recognized, and then we rescheduled things. She took something off of my plate. She changed the deadline. If you start off, most people start off with a, yeah, I can't do that. That's not possible. If you start off with a negative, the person with making the request feels defensive and shut down. If you start off with a, I would love to, and now we can have a conversation and now there's negotiation. That makes total sense. It's the way, it's the way that you approach it. So I'm curious, you had mentioned New York. Let's go back to the beginnings of your life. And let's say you're in the third grade. What did you want to do with your life? What was your dream? <laughs> Very different. Actually, when I was a little kid, I wanted to be a flight attendant because I wanted to help people and I loved traveling. So I thought that that was such a great thing. I could help people and travel and see the world. So are you happy with how everything turned out? <laughs> How, how am I happy now? Yes. There, the accounting came easy to me. I can't say that I chose it because I was excited about it or because I loved it. I think it's in my genes from my mom's side. Most of the people on, most of my family on her side, except for my mom, are accountants or, or studied accounting. So it just came easy. Doing the public accounting and corporate accounting, especially in New York, it was, it, it did get exhausting. I didn't get as much joy out of helping people then, but now I take all of that life experience and my accounting experience and I bring it to my clients, and now I really feel and see how I help them. Like one of my clients, when she first hired me, she was in business for, I think, almost five years, 
And she thought she had a business, but it was her and her assistant going out to service the clients themselves. And if she didn't work, she didn't make any money. And after a year working with me, and a client gave her COVID and she couldn't work for two weeks, she ran her record payroll of six employees. She had two teams that went out independently servicing the clients while she was home taking care of herself. And now she's up to 10 employees and she's got three teams going out independently. So now she really has a business. Before, she just created a job for herself. And she tells me all the time that she's living her dream life. So am I happy with how things turned out? Yes, I'm very happy with how things turned out now. And so, I really own the, the control over my calendar. I get to choose when and how I work, so I'm loving it. So the other thing that's, that's really big in our lives is who's like a role model or a hero. Who's that been for you? I ha I actually have pieces of a lot of people. And when I was looking for what's next, because I will say, after the corporate world, um, I started a business. I wasn't paying attention to the numbers because I was so burnt out with the accounting. So I was so busy having fun doing the the business that when the economy turned and the economy went south, the business didn't survive. And so life got really tough for me. And then I started doing other jobs. I was selling things. I was doing sales and doing other stuff. And then it like I had healed enough and I was like, all right, now I'm, what, do I, what do I really want to do? I'm here to make a difference. And what is that going to look like? And when I started, somebody suggested coaching and it was like a click inside of me that I was like, yeah, I think that that's it. But what does that look like in reality? So I started studying and started looking and taking some classes and I was like, yep, that'll make sense. Yep, I know that. Yep, that feels right. And then, so one of the mentors, is, I looked at Tony Robbins and I said, oh, it, look, that's possible. Look at what he's created, coaching others, helping people live their best lives and getting paid very, very well and really having an impact on so many. So he was the validation for me that it's possible. So he would definitely be one of them. And now there's a whole bunch of other uh, coaches that I follow and aspire, you know, that I take pieces of. And So let's up the ante on that a little bit. And I'm wondering if you could meet one person alive on the planet right now and talk to them, who would it be? Oh, boy. Only one, huh? <laughs> you could pick a few. That's fine. So <laughs> um, one, he would be one. To, because the idea of learning from others who have already done what you want to do and so I can get there faster. And I will say, uh, Jen Sincero, when I listened to her book, You're a Badass, I kept feeling like, oh, she's a friend of mine. Like, I want to have a glass of wine and have a chat with her 
because I so related to how she was saying what she was saying. I was like, oh, she's, she's a friend that we just haven't met yet. And I would love to have a chat with Oprah. Having come from nothing and created the empire that she has and to learn um, the lessons, what, what didn't work, what were the biggest challenges, what were the things she didn't expect so that I don't make those mistakes. So based on what you've lived through your life up to this point, I'm going to ask you if you have a dream tonight, you run into your 20-year-old version of yourself, and you could give that version a piece of advice based on what you've experienced, the wisdom you've gained over your life. What would you tell your young version? That's a great question. Um, so one, trust my own voice. Listen to my voice. My inside voice when I was younger used to say a lot of negative things. So I got really good at ignoring it and not listening to what it was saying. And then I I didn't always follow my intuition and because she started saying some good things too and I wasn't listening to those because I got so used to ignoring it. Now I listen and I can honor that voice. So one, to tell myself it doesn't matter so much what other people are saying and what other people are doing because I used to waste a lot of energy comparing myself to others and feeling not as good as. So to own my strengths, listen to my voice, that I really, I am a great person, and I really know, I really can make a difference, and I know what I'm doing. I don't need validation from other people. And girl, you've got this. Actually, my friend just gave me a, a mug about that, because I guess I say this so, much, so many times. <laughs> <laughs> You know, the other thing that's very key in our development is art, and that's a big part of what, what motivates us. What, what, what has that been for you, whether it's a book or an album or visual arts? What, has there been something you've returned to that's always inspired you? Well, um, I love music. So if I need a, a shift change or an energy change, I definitely put on... And I'm a, I'm a rock girl, especially 80s rock. So I'll put on music and I'll start singing and dancing around and that will definitely change, change how my day is going. Change in the moment. So definitely, I don't necessarily put on a specific song, but certainly I have a playlist and I'll just put on that when I want to feel better. I do read a lot. And read a lot or listen to audiobooks more so these days. I can't say I have one specific book that I go back to over and over again. I think one of the books that I refer to more people, certainly with what I'm doing now for a living, is um, The E-Myth Revisited. And I, re I recommend that a lot to people which sure. kind of points to the, do you have a business or a job? 
Absolutely. So what has been one of the best client responses that you've ever gotten from somebody for the work you've done, like a fan letter? One would, uh, there are two things, because I also just launched a new program that I'm really excited about. So from the client that I referred to before, that that definitely, her testimonial and telling me that she's living her dream life and she is accomplishing things that she didn't even think that she could and so much more than she thought she could in the time. Like her, and she just achieved goal after goal. So that is definitely one of them, that now she's got this business. That is definitely one of my favorite success stories. And I just created a new group program called Money Dates. And it's a group co-working, get-it-done bookkeeping program where we get together in the first 15 minutes, you declare what you're working on, and then we go off-camera on mute, and we have a solid hour to work on the bookkeeping. And then we come back and share what we got accomplished. And I go into a breakout room if anybody gets stuck and wants, has questions so we don't disturb anybody else, and I give guidance and one of the women showed up for the first one and she said that she was behind in her taxes and felt very bad about it and she had been procrastinating and she was just really upset about it. And I created a, I create a fun context about getting it done. And she, after the hour, she said, uh, actually she sent me a message after that because she kept working. And she said, you help me create a context. It's like a spa day with my money. And I put on some music and I actually looked forward to doing it. And I got it all done. And I'm so excited and I can't wait for the next one. And we do it every twice a month that she actually worked on the week in between. And she was excited. She's now no longer intimidated and dreading it and looking forward to it. And the excitement from her just had me on cloud nine for, actually, I think probably I still am on cloud nine when I think about it. <laughs> That's wonderful. So everyone out there has a perception of you, your family, your friends, your colleagues, but ultimately you're in control of your life. What's your mm -hmm. perception of you? Who do you think you are? I know I'm a person that cares deeply that I am a that one that loves to help others I am a great teacher that I people often tell me how I can simplify complex or intimidating concepts and make it seem really easy I am definitely a loving individual I I'm a fun, I am adventurous, I swim with sharks, <laughs> I know myself to be fun, smart, caring, empathetic, and a great teacher. Wonderful. So let's get to the good business here. If anyone wants to know more about you and anything revolving around your world, where can they go? 
My website is empoweredwithnancy.com because I do it with you, not for you. And I am consistent. You can find me on Instagram, on Facebook with Empowered with Nancy as well. LinkedIn, it's my personal name, Nancy Abramson. My Money Dates program is on my website. You can also go to moneydatesgroup.com. And if you go to empoweredwithnancy.com slash free gift, I have a great report that if you're a business owner or a business person, my free gift of three crucial numbers to measure and have more free time will help you to know some of the numbers that are important to grow your business. Wonderful. Nancy, thank you. This has been great. Thank you for opening up. Thanks for taking time out. Have a great holiday season in 2023. My pleasure. Thank you. And you too have a wonderful holiday season and a happy, healthy, and prosperous new year. Thanks for tuning in to another famous interview with Joe Domino, where we cover the world of art, literature, business, spirituality, music, and more from around the globe. If you want to hear more interviews, visit the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino channel on YouTube. You can also find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Thanks again for listening, and until next time. Mm-hmm.